0: There are times in your walk of faith where it seems you're in a dormant place where there's no momentum as you walk forward by grace and you think, Lord, is anything going on? Is anything working in this place? The Lord reminds you today when you prayed and believed you received that the answer was given for that which you need. So if you rise up and begin to worship as if it's in your hands now, then that which has encumbered you will have to go out and go out now. So begin to rejoice, for I'm working amongst you. Things are happening that will amaze you. So glorify your Maker, your King and your Lord, for He is worthy, worthy of being adored. For your time now to receive from above. For God is pouring out provision because of His love. Hallelujah. 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 Now, for as my servants in days of old marched around the city and nothing was told, their cry was silent. Six times around but the seventh time came and it was time for the sound. So that time is now upon you today to lend your voice and all that I say. So allow your shout today to bring the walls down and you will see my blessings abound. <laughs> I was meditating upon that. And when, when Israel came to Jericho and God sent those priests and those worshipers around that city, but they, he, he said, don't make a sound. Could you imagine how frustrating that might've been? Because I'm telling you, they say that the walls of Jericho were wide enough to drive two chariots abreast to down the, so they were wide. So I guarantee you the whole population of that city was up on that wall. Probably the first day out of curiosity you know, the second day, thinking, you know, but I guarantee you, one of the days, they probably begin to mock them, spit on them. Who do you think you are? Walking around this See, ain't nothing gonna happen for you. Why, you walked yesterday. You walked the day before. You can walk today. You can walk tomorrow. Ain't nothing gonna happen. There's nothing happening. There's... And they just stayed quiet. Wiped the spit off of them. They'd been spit. All the garbage that was thrown on them just kept just and just kept walking, saying nothing. And then the seventh day came and the seventh day came. And God said this. He said, let all the people shout. Yes. That's that's. He didn't want one big preacher. He didn't want Joshua. He didn't want nobody sharing in the victory. He wanted all the people to share in the victory of God. Amen. And there's something about your shout in the spirit. I said, there's something about your shout in the spirit. And I tell you, you can shout out of your mouth, out of terror, out of alarm, out of, out of, out of fun. Out, but I'm telling you, when it comes up out of your spirit, I said, when it comes up out of your spirit, a shout of victory. The walls didn't fall forward. Archaeologists tells us that it looks like an unseen force pushed them down in the ground. And that same unseen force, I said that same unseen force, I said that same unseen force force." is pushing out your problems, pushing out that disease, Pushing out that financial problem. Pushing it away in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's going to end this whole thing with a shout. I'll tell you, that eastern sky is going to break open. There's going to be the shout of an archangel. The Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we that remain will be caught up. But in the meantime, there may be some walls. There may be some circumstances. There may be some situations. There may be some obstacles, but our God is able. I said, our God is able. I said, our God is able in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, let's study the Word a few minutes if we can. We'll give it a try. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring to conclusion our teaching on faith today. We've got some other things coming up, and I want to start... Uh, some other series, begin some other series and on it on. So as I, this week, all week long, I was listening to faith teaching, studying and I, I really sought the Lord. I said, Lord, I need two scriptures. If I can just get two scriptures to expound upon that will help people to understand this, this, this faith thing. Because it's not really that hard. Amen. Can you turn me up just a little bit? I'm kind of straining to it. Straightening to speak. Is that better? How's that? I said, Lord, I just need two scriptures. Just give me two scriptures. and, and, And those two scriptures help me by the Holy Ghost to help the people today to understand how simple faith is. How absolutely simple it is. Now, the simplicity of faith is revealed in the Gospels not in the letters to the church. The the, letters to the church where we draw much of our revelation of who we are in Christ, a a lot of the revelation about how faith operates, but the demonstration of faith and its ability to tap into the supernatural of God in its simplicity is demonstrated in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We're very common and simple people. Just by hearing of Jesus responding to him by faith. The woman with the issue of blood in Mark chapter 5, blind Bartimaeus, the ten lepers, uh, 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 many others that just responded. Jairus getting his daughter raised from the dead. All of those people did not have vast amounts of teaching. They did not have, uh, you know, an enormous amount. Basically, the doctrine that they were taught in that day and hour was dead, a dead doctrine. You say, what do you mean by that? There was no life in it. There was no life in that old covenant. But then life himself came and begin to walk the streets of Jerusalem and the, and the shores of Galilee and those cities and those little towns. And people, just by hearing of him, received great miracles in simplicity. Well, it should be no different today. So the two scriptures, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, that'll be the first. I'm going to read it, then I'll go to the other one in the, in, the, in the book of Romans chapter four. I'm going to read two, both scriptures, then we're going to go back and look at them. Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, this is Jesus speaking to us. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now you have to, you can't hear that with an intellectual mind because the intellectual mind tries to divide the scripture into different portions in order to make one more relevant than the other. But you have to read it in its entire revelation in order to understand, first of all, the power that's behind this. Now, the power that's behind this can be pulled right back up into the next verse where Jesus said, Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in their heart, but believe those things that they say it shall come to pass, they shall have whatsoever they say. Now notice, then he says this. Therefore, I say. Yeah. Amen. Now, now, now listen, you got you to hear it with your heart today. It's real simple. He says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in their heart, but believe those things which they saith shall come to pass. They shall have... Whatsoever they say, therefore I say. Now he's, what's he doing? He's saying, I'm going to go up into the revelation of the previous scripture. Which is a revelation of the activity of how God operates. Now literally Jesus is doing this. He's saying, I'm preparing you to be a handler of God's methods so you can get God's results. I'm preparing you to be a handler of God's methods, not man's methods, not methods that line up with your mind, not methods that line up with your intellect, not methods that line up with your education, not methods that line up with your ethnic identity, your geographical location. has nothing to do with any of that. This is how deity operates And what's unique about what I'm telling you is I'm going to allow you to handle methods in which God himself handles. So I'm reaching up into the revelation I just gave you, which is the revelation of the power of your words. For every individual that's made in my likeness and in my image, they have power in what they say. So I'm saying to you, you got a mountain in your life? you got a disease, a financial obstacle, a problem, then you need to speak to it. And whatever you say, now notice this, whatever you say and believe in your heart and say, and say, and say, three times the emphasis on saying, one time on believing. Then he said, now based on that divine revelation of how God operates, I say. I don't think we've got the depth of this yet. He says, I'm backing up. I'm backing all this up with the authority of heaven, with the way God operates. Therefore, I say to you, anyone that'll listen to this and hear what I'm saying, anyone, whatsoever things you desire, what do you desire? What do you desire? A healed body? A healed marriage? Breakthrough in your finances? Business to business to explode? Blessings at your job? Your desire. What well, sort of things you desire? When you pray, believe you receive. Why, Jesus? Why should I believe I receive when I pray? The reason you should believe you receive when you pray is because therefore I said. Now, now let me try that again. The reason you need to believe you receive when you pray is because therefore I said. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive. Now, I may adopt a couple of things I heard on some teaching this week. One of them in particular, when it comes to healing, a great healing revivalist and evangelist, actually from Houston, Texas. His name was Raymond T. Ritchie. And in ministering to the sick, he would get them all in in an altar call and he would say this to them. He'd say, right now, mark the time. This is what he'd say. Right now, mark the time. I mean, he'd emphasize it over and over. Right now, mark the time. People would look at him kind of funny. He'd say it like this. Mark the day. Mark the month. Mark the year. Mark the hour on your watch. Because right now is the moment you're going to believe you receive. I mean, you say, now that's just too simple. No, it is that simple. Right now is the moment You're going to believe you receive. Now, what does it say if you do your part? What is your part? Your part is to believe you receive. Whatever it takes for you to believe you receive. You need CDs, you need to get on our website, download our iPod, our, our, our podcast, whatever it takes. Books, whatever it takes. The Bible, studying, meditating on the Word, prayer, whatever, whatever it takes for you to believe you receive. You do your part, you believe you receive. You do your part, you believe you receive. You do your part, you believe you receive. What does God's Word say? Amen. You shall have it. Now, there's a simplicity in that I think that we miss because a lot of times there are so many factors. And listen, we have to understand, uh, Dr. Lester Summerall said that to me years ago, always understand the hour and the day in which you live. This is is an hour in a day in which there's been uh, an explosion of information. The the information highway, the social media, uh, I'm telling you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, it's all out there. And all information is designed and on that level is designed to stimulate the mind. Have you ever noticed how sensational the news has gotten? I mean, even in what I laughed this week. That, that, that storm hit over there in North Carolina and this guy's standing there in ankle deep water and he's doing his best to make it look like the world was coming to an end. And he's got his microphone and the wind is blowing and he says, look. Here's a board floating in the water. And he picked up this board about that long and about that wide as a sign the world was coming to an end. Amen. So there's this explosion of intellectual stimulation and intellectual stimulation and sensationalism, they go against the grain of the simplicity of the word of God. But in the simplicity of the word of God, And in the humility and power of the Lord Jesus Christ that that humility and submission brought, Jesus was able to reveal supernatural things, supernatural insight, supernatural information into how God himself operated with his supernatural power. And he summed it all up like this. Therefore I say, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it and you shall have it. Amen? Now, the next scripture. Go to Romans chapter 4. We'll trust the Spirit of God to tie them both together. Give us room to shout. Amen? Amen. Romans chapter 4. Just not going to try to preach the whole thing on Abraham there, but we're going to lift one scripture out. And that's verse 17. Speaking of Abraham, his interaction with God, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed those things. Hold on. I got too much marking on. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead. Now here's here's the part we need to focus in on. And calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, what in your life is be not? Now, now let me do that again. What in your life right now, not just all things being equal, not talking about some faith statement, denying something, I'm just talking about in your life right now, if you need healing, if you need breakthrough, whatever it is, what in your life right now is be not? in your life. This is, this is my be-not. I've got me a be-not in my life. Amen? So the Bible says the God kind of faith that Abraham operated in calleth those things because God obviously showed Abraham. You know, that's why you, you must get into this book. You must get it. There's so much revelation. This week I was studying, just actually studying some of the scriptures. How many are reading your scripture every day? Your chapter every day, amen? Now, just in one of the chapters I was reading, I was just, I was busy. I came in the office. I thought, well, I gotta do this, that. I need to read my chapter. Went and sat down read my chapter. I read my chapter and I was getting up to go out the door and the Holy Ghost said, I'm not through with you. I said, oh, Spirit of God was talking. So I went and sat down. I read the chapter again. Then I I went in another chapter because it kind of stimulated something else in me. And the Lord showed me about Abraham and about when he he offered Isaac on the altar. And I went over there into into Hebrews chapter uh, uh, 11 and began to look about how he had already received him back as a type. And I knew the scripture over in in, in Galatians said that God aforetime preached the gospel unto Abraham. And this blew my mind. I, I saw it for the first time in studying the Bible for 34 years. Saw it for the first time. The Lord said the reason Abraham could have faith to offer Isaac is because I told him I was going to send my only begotten son to the earth. He was going to die and I was going to raise him up. Amen. What did that do in Abraham? It gave him faith to take Isaac up the mountain and to realize if I jab a knife in him, I'm in covenant with God. He's going to raise his son up. He'll raise my son up. I like to run around the church. (laughs) Who calleth those things that be not as though they were. Now, let's just take a moment. We got a little time. There is a supplier and there is a facilitator. But in order to complete it, there must be a receiver. Now we know Philippians 4.19 says, but my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches and glory. How? By Christ Jesus. So we have both the supplier and the facilitator. We've got, we've got God the supplier and Jesus who takes from the Father and makes what God has supplied available. Amen. Now some of you in here today, you really need to begin to believe that what you need from God is available to you. It's not some stuck on some planet way off somewhere. It's literally, the Word of God says, it's literally as close as your mouth. Romans chapter 10, verses nine and 10. That's how close it is. But in order to to complete, we call it the trifecta, you've got to have the, the, the supplier, the facilitator, but then you must have the receiver. Amen. I have a friend over in Texas City that owns a little gun shop, friend of mine. And uh, so if you ever need a gun, go over there to Shooter's Corner. We'll plug his, plug his business today. But if you said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over to Shooter's Corner and I'm going to buy Pastor Rusty a case of shotgun shells. Don't do it. I don't need any. Amen. So you go over there and you, you purchase it. You say, you know, our, our pastor, Rusty Martin, he hunts. He, he said in the church that this is where he does business. So I want to buy him a case of shotgun shells. And so they ring it up and, and you pay for it. And so I say, here, he, he said, no, I don't want to take it with me. I want to leave it here for him to come pick up. Okay. So my friend calls me and says, hey, one of your church members came in today and bought you a case of shotgun shells. Uh, they're here at, the, here at the shop. All you need to do is come pick them up. And so, you know, a week goes by, a month goes by, and I, you know, I'm maybe going hunt, hunt trips and Say, man, Lee, I don't have any shotgun shells. I, I don't have, you know, I've got a need. I don't have, and she reminds me, did, did, didn't, didn't Jerry call you and tell you that somebody came from the church and bought you a case, and there's a case, there's a case of shotgun shells waiting for you up at Shooter's Corner in Texas City. Now, What's unique about that is that you became a supplier through a purchase gift you made. Are you with me? Amen. Now, you did it with who in mind? With me in mind. You're thinking about Pastor Rusty. And Pastor Rusty needs some shotgun shells. So you did it with me in mind. So you took your money And you went to a place where you knew I did business that would know me, that could call me and tell me that they had a supply for me. Somebody, if you get it in this simple, this is how it works. So it's there. It's there for me to what? Pick up. So so Shooter's Corner becomes the facilitator of the gift of the purchased price. Now all I've got to do is put forth the effort to go pick it up. Which, which, which requires what? It does require some effort. So, well, you know, uh, I wish they'd send it to me. I wish they'd do this. I wish they'd do this. No, 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 no. All you gotta do, all you gotta do, all you gotta do is just go pick it up. Now, now, God in his mercy, with you in mind, made a great purchase called redemption. In it is everything from the remittance of your sin to, to, to your healing, to your prosperity, to your joy, to your righteousness, you name it. It's all in Shooter's Corner. <laughs> Amen? But, 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 but Shooter's Corner is not open. It needs a proprietor. So they hire this guy named Jesus. And he says... I got all your stuff. So instead of Shooter's Corner, we'll use the Bible, the Word of God. I got got your shotgun shells. I got your healing. I got your prosperity. I got it all. I'm the facilitator. I'm the facilitator. I am the Word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word. And not only that, if you need a call, I got the Holy Ghost. He'll give you a call. He'll tell you, come pick up your shotgun shells. Well, how do I do that? Well, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. And then you begin to do what? You begin to call those things that be not as though they not are, as though they were. Now, I, I, I looked through all kinds of translations. I mean, and I, they just didn't carry the weight of this one. It says, He speaks of future events with as much certainty as if they were already past. Now, listen to that again. Speaks of future events with as much certainty as though they were already past. Now, as a student of the Word, the weight of our English language may not carry it in the weight that it needs to. But as you go through the redemptive scriptures, as you get into even things like, we were were talking about Joshua and and, and the city of Jericho. And when that angel of the Lord, which I believe was pre-incarnate Word of God, came with that sword held toward Jericho, he said this, he said, See, I have given you the city. Well, they were camped over here on this side of the Jordan and they had not gone and taken the city. They had not marched six days. The walls had not fell. But see, that angel or that, 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 that pre-incarnate word of God came down and he does not see things as they are. Amen. And one of the biggest problems we have in faith is we continually see things as though they are. But in order to begin to see things the right way, you've got to begin to say things the right way. Because you'll never see things the right way until you say things the right way. So you're going to have, now a lot of people do this. Instead of calling those things that be not as though they were, they call the things that are as though they were not. Now let me say that again people will take and call things that are as though they're not. Amen? That's not faith. The Bible says we call those things that be not. So what is the be not of your life? You have to begin to call it as though it was. Not I'm going to be healed. No, Father, I believe I receive. I am healed. Not it's going to come someday. No, I thank you, Father. It's mine now. And based on that, you change what you say, you change your actions, you change everything you can do. And that is how faith operates. Now, what we must understand is this. When the level of revelation begins to rise in your life, when you begin to realize and understand these principles, concepts, and precepts of the Word of God, It becomes your responsibility to begin to make application of those realities, revelations, to the be-nots of your life. And what has happened over the years, and the more I study the Word, the more convinced I am is this. We have this view of God as sitting in heaven with our stuff. And if we can get all the things... I heard I heard a guy one time preach on the gospel casino. Started talking about like a church service being a casino and how, you know, people are out there, okay, Jesus, you know, I tell you, I need a healing. Maybe this is the service. Whoa, Jesus, I need a healing. Ah, well, maybe not this week. And how people kind of gamble because they see in the word Abraham as gambling his son. They see other things as Peter stepping out of the boat as a gamble. They see other things as a gamble, which gamble is actually refers to chance. There's a chance. There's a chance. And see, that chance is what feeds human hope. And that hope is always disappointed. But then God says there's another kind of hope which comes from the Word of God. Which when my word begins to go forth and people begin to realize God's not going to save me. He's already done it. He was the supplier. Jesus was the facilitator. I've come today to pick it up. God's not going to heal me. He's already done it. It's in the past. By his stripes we were healed. See what I'm saying? So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick it up today. Today is the day I believe I receive. Now Here's this, and I'll close with this. My time's up. Here's this. That's what goes so counter to our thinking. That's why you have to have enough word. You have to have enough spirit. You have to have enough submission. You have to have enough humility to recognize that your greatest resistance is not the devil. Now, let me say that again, because that's what, well, it's the devil, the devil, the devil. devil. No, 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 no. Your greatest resistance is not the devil. He will get in on your greatest resistance. He will stimulate your greatest resistance. He will use your greatest resistance. But your greatest resistance is you. The way you think, the way you continue to, continually entertain thoughts he puts in your mind, which raises up this great resistance. Listen, you have permission today By God Almighty and the Word of God. By Jesus Christ, your Redeemer, your Lord and your Savior. You have permission by the Holy Ghost that is in you. And if you're filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues, He's on you. You have permission by all the angelic hosts that are in this room right now. And everywhere else you go. You have the permission of me as your pastor. You say, what permission is that? To just say no. See, that, that's where people, oh, it's got to be more good. No, 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 no. Just when those thoughts come, when that resistance comes, when that intellect rises up, how can these things be? How can they? It doesn't matter. It's that they be. Amen. I said it doesn't matter. It's that they be. It doesn't matter. It's that they be. They work. They'll work. If you'll quit resisting and just say no, I'm not thinking that way any longer. I'm not thinking sick. I'm not thinking diabetes. I'm not thinking cancer. I'm not thinking bankruptcy. I'm not thinking divorce. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking poor old sinner saved by grace. I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking addiction. I'm not thinking marijuana. I'm not thinking cocaine. I'm not thinking alcohol. I'm not thinking it anymore. God said I can say no. And if you'll do that, then the yeses of God will rise up out of your spirit, will rise up out of you and begin to affirm the yeses. All the promises of God. (laughs) Oh, come on, church. All the promises of God are in Him, are in Him, are in him? Yes. Are in him? Yes. Yes, yes. And amen, which is so be it. To the glory of God by us. Yes. Of all the promises that God ever made, they find their so-be it an affirmation in the person of his son, Jesus Christ, to the glory of the Heavenly Father, by that amen and that yes becoming the reality of your life. God's not holding nothing back, church. I said God's not holding nothing back. God wants to pour it out on everyone that will do what? That'll believe they receive when they pray and call those things that be not as though they were. Amen? Amen. Lift your hands and thank God. Father, we worship you this morning. We bless your name. We glorify you. We exalt you, Lord. We exalt you, Heavenly Father. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, lift your hands and worship God a moment. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Oh, how we worship you. Oh, how we glorify your name. Jesus, King of kings. Jesus, Lord of lords. How we exalt you. How we glorify. Father, we believe we receive. As a church, we believe we receive. As families, we believe we receive. As individuals, we believe we receive. You are the supplier. Jesus is the facilitator. We are the receivers. We thank you, Father. Glorify your name. Stand on your feet. Heavenly Father, we thank you today for the protection and safety afforded us of your word. We declare over all of our church today, some that aren't here, we thank you no evil befalls us, no plague comes nigh our dwelling place, according to your word. That angels have charge over us. That Lord, as we travel on the highways, the airways, the railways, the seaways, or any other ways of transportation, your hand of protection is upon us. Lord, as we handle the resource of life that you've given us. We thank you, Father, that your anointing is upon us for increase, for raises and bonuses, for businesses to increase. We speak the provision of God over this entire congregation, saying there is a season of increase and blessing upon us. So we thank you, Father, for no trauma, no terror, no accidents, no evil plans of wicked men or the devil himself. For we as your people Abide under the shadow of the Most High in Jesus' name. As we leave today, we thank you for a door of utterance. As the Apostle Paul prayed, we also prayed for a boldness to speak your word. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Let signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child this week. Father. As we leave today. We walk in faith and love towards you. We walk in love toward each other. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church, we're covered by the blood, empowered by the Word, and anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you.